Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, and welcome, everyone, to another edition of Blunt Business presented by Strainwise Consulting. You can learn more about them at StrainwiseConsulting.com. This week, we learned about a company that empowers all verticals in the supply chain and ultimately consumers to know what is made, who makes it, and what is made of in real time. In real time, excuse me. Confident Cannabis is the company we're going to be talking about. They're the only place where cannabis producers, processors, wholesalers, and retailers showcase and discover products from verified businesses with test results directly from licensed labs. And today we're going to be happy to welcome the CEO and co-founder of Confident Cannabis, Steve Albron. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to, good to be here. We're really glad to have you. A, a, really a fascinating story of where you came into the business, where I do want to go ahead and take us into the early part of a conversation. Two years ago, Confident Cannabis got real buzz among the Silicon Valley thanks to the help of articles from TechCrunch calling your company, quote, the stock exchange of weed. And the San Jose Mercury News says that your team was part of, quote, Silicon Valley's burgeoning class of pot entrepreneurs to join the party as in the cannabis space. Never use the word pot. I use prefer cannabis, you know, in the more change of professionalism these days. Talk to me about the solutions your team felt coming from the tech sector and what you thought you could bring to the cannabis industry. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, it's funny that TechCrunch article that you quoted, uh, it's a little old, and actually it's funny that we see ourselves as sort of the opposite of the stock market of weed. Uh, the reason is that stock markets imply that my shares of Google are the same as your shares of Google, and everybody's is the same. Cannabis isn't like that. Cannabis is not a commodity. It's highly variable. And every product is different. Every strain is different. And people feel different when they consume these different things. And so it's sort of the opposite of that. And because of that variability, uh, we saw the need to uh, help bring transparency to the industry and help help retailers and uh, manufacturers, anybody who needs to source inventory, whether that's plant material for extraction or you know products to put on their shelves to make sure their customers find what they want. Um, it, it's very hard for them to know what's out there, what's being made, and and, and who makes it and what it's made of. Uh, and so the only way that we could, you know, think about possibly um, making this information available to, to, to the businesses that need it most uh, was to first start with, with lab testing as, as, as an approach, because lab data is so important for the cannabis industry. It's much more important in, the, in this industry than, uh, you know, any other industry that I can think of, especially on the ag agricultural side. People uh, you know, not only have to test every batch before it's sold, but they also oftentimes use these test results to, you know, indicate the quality and therefore the price of, of what they're going to get. So lab data being central to, you know, helping this business to business supply chain problem that we were trying to solve was, was, was core to that. So, so that's where we started. We've been, uh, you know, building and uh, uh, delivering lab software to uh, as many labs as we could uh, across the country. Um, and right now, about 40% of the labs in the country use Confident Cannabis, um, and all of their clients uh, also have Confident Cannabis accounts. So uh, if you're a grower or manufacturer or a distributor or retailer, re anybody who uh, tests with a lab, 
uh, you get a free Confident Cannabis account where you can, you know, manage all your lab results and do things like print labels and share them online and so on. Um, but that's sort of the starting point. The next step is to um, launch wholesale, which is what we just launched in Oregon. Uh, well, well, I want to bring that up in a little bit. I, I do want to bring that up. I know that was uh, something I had. But I want to go ahead and bring that up in a few minutes. But the point about bringing in business to business and having having that expertise from various sectors that you have, which we want to go and discover, especially coming in from tech. And then, of course, you had working uh, finance industry and growth. We'll bring that up as well. So my thing is, it's a, the importance of bringing good, solid business to business types from various sectors that can definitely inject their expertise. We need more people like that because I think people that came into the cannabis industry initially were looking for a cash grab and might not have definitely did not have the credentials that you might have or say others. And that's something that's important is to get that real integrity, a real people with real reputation into this business to only professionalize and really legitimize the industry in general. So talk to me about the takeaways companies get by using your cannabis specific laboratory information management system, how you got the information for those third party labs and how you aggregate it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the way it works is uh, we, we uh, talk to labs and we show them our software. And uh, typically, you know, if they uh, aren't using confident cannabis, usually they're using spreadsheets uh, and it's just very difficult for them to operate. Uh, you know, there aren't many labs in the country, uh, so there aren't uh, many people trying to solve their problems with software. Um, and so they're pretty much left, you know, left out to dry. And so uh, when they use our software, they do everything that they do internally. Uh, so all of their, you know, client records and CRM and, uh, you know, sample management, and we make the PDF reports that go out. We post those results to Metric and, uh, you know, Leaf and and Biotrack, whatever the traceability system might be. Um, and we just help the lab with their whole workflow. Um, but their clients, uh, so when a lab goes live with Confident Cannabis, all of their clients, um, you know, the growers, manufacturers, um, get accounts where they can order the lab tests and, and get the results back. And when that when they get their test result back, uh, in certain states where we have wholesale launch, like Oregon, uh, that test result converts into an inventory record automatically, which then can be, um, you know, discovered by any licensed buyer in the state. Um, obviously, it's an opt out. You can take that off if you want to. But most people want to, 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 to be discovered so they can sell their inventory faster and at a higher price. So well, that's kind of how it works. Okay. One of the things, and I want to go ahead and talk more about the, the system a little bit later on, but here's one, a question I have for you. One of the things I think our listeners would really want to know about Confident Cannabis is how you got funded as a startup because you got a fascinating story. Your background, you might want to not toot your own horn, but toot, toot, we're going to do that for you. So you originally came from the finance industry and growth capital and, and growth capital investing in New York City. Then you got into some B2C businesses, B2C businesses, which I know obviously very well. You went to Stanford Graduate School of Business, and that's where you met your co-founders of Confident Cannabis. Now, talk to me about all the skill sets that each of you brought in so that you could pull in millions of dollars to make Confident Cannabis a reality. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for that. I mean, we're really you know, just the same as lots of other people in this industry. We don't really believe in you know pedigree or resume right. being a very important indicator. But it's there, but, and it's good yeah. to have. <laughs> um yeah, no, we, we, we certainly try to do a good job. So, um, yeah, I mean, our backgrounds on the founding team are, are pretty different. So, um, you know, although I was in New York in finance, the kind of uh, finance I was doing was uh, a little different than what people might think. It was more kind of, you know, jeans and T-shirts talking to entrepreneurs and um, 
you know, seeing if they need growth capital to take their business from, you know, 15 employees to 50 employees, uh, that, that kind of situation, uh, not really kind of, uh, you know, trading in stocks and, and things like that. That wasn't, that wasn't what I did. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I really liked kind of working with early stage companies. I really liked, um, you know, helping, helping them grow and hire and strategy and, you know, market themselves and so on. Um, but ultimately I, I realized I didn't want to be an investor for the rest of my life. I, I, I thought to myself, if I could focus on one thing, I could probably do that better. Um, and I, and I wanted to start a company. Um, and then that's when I went to grad school and met my co-founders. Um, and we, we got really interested in the industry for, for different reasons. Um, you know, for me, it was just because, you know, um, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Mexico. I'm, I'm American and Mexican and, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, living in Mexico, you know, I saw, you know, how bad the drug cartels are to the whole economy, to the political right. system, you know, everything. So uh, I love the idea of, you know, taking money away from bad guys with guns, um, you know, and not, not sort of, you know, me, but, you know, ena- enabling uh, ethical businesses to do that through legalization. So um, I'm a big proponent of that. I believe it's the right thing to do for the world. So that was kind of the motivator. Um, and then, you know, I can talk more about sort of the Genesis story, right. but and to answer that's your a, question. It's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful case, uh, area that you're going into that I love that you actually have that passion and that there's just real a call to action that you felt was something that you could do with this company. And that's, I mean, it's, uh, really it's courageous and that's really, um, a great way to go ahead and put, you know, Put your heart right where and what and what you sacrifice to do every day. So we're, again, we're talking with Steve Albrin, the CEO and co-founder of Confident Cannabis. When we come back, we want to use Confident Cannabis as a case study, and we'll talk about that on the other side of the break here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back 
with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And welcome back to Blunt Business, presented by Streamwise Consulting. I'm back with the CEO and co-founder of Confident Cannabis, Steve Albrand. Now, I want to use Confident Cannabis as a case study for cannabis entrepreneurs to learn from and possibly follow in your footsteps, Steve. Now, in the last few years, we have seen the trend where, according to an article I pulled up from Tech World, they explain this, quote, a number of tech startups have already started to take advantage of this vast and growing multi-billion dollar market for cannabis products such as Uber-style delivery platforms, review and information websites, and social media. Now, what are some of the things that should be taken into account so that your startup business, to others that might be looking to do the same thing you did, could be the next Amazon or Uber, or the next stock exchange of weed in the case of Confident Cannabis? Sure. So, uh I think one thing that we did well that I would absolutely recommend everybody else do is rather than come up with an idea and then go see if it works, uh, really try to listen to users beforehand and just do a lot of research and question and answer. Ask, the, ask people who are running businesses day to day what's hard for them. You know, when was the last time they wish there was a solution to a problem? Um, and then just kind of, you know, gather all that feedback and, and try to find common uh, threads and trends. Uh, and then you know, once you find a, a big enough problem that you think you want to solve, um, go after solving that problem. Uh, don't worry too much about sort of the, 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 the business model at the beginning. First, see if, if that's something that will actually be useful to people. Because no matter what you do, if it's useful to people, you can make money. People will pay for things that are useful to them. Um, that's secondary. So don't, don't get too caught up in sort of the, the revenue business plan um, at the beginning. Uh, start with solving a problem first. Um, and that could be anything, right? So, you know, a lot of categories are a little crowded, right? So delivery is, there are a lot of people right. doing that, a lot of people doing online, you know, dispensary listings. Um, you know, when we started, we didn't see anybody solving the business to business use case. Uh, a lot of people are doing business to consumer, but nobody was doing business to business. Now there are a handful of people doing it. Um, and it, but it's still not crowded. So if there's another industry or, or sorry, another kind of category or vertical, that you see is less crowded, go, you know, go look at that. You know, there's a lot of opportunities still. We're still before dawn in this whole industry. So if you're thinking about starting a company, go ahead. You're not late. Now, there are some startups that we can learn of that have taken off well, but they dropped off the map. And it's unfortunate. But in this early stage of, you know, investing in funding and just bringing in new companies into the fold in the cannabis industry, we're seeing that. Now, interesting, we actually featured a company that we spoke with here on Cannabis Radio on another program, the company was called Paragon Coin. They raised mm -hmm. over $70 million in an ICO or a blockchain to build a social network of cannabis startups. And as of a couple days ago, we were about a week and a half ago, that company's lost 96% of its market cap. I mean, it's, I don't know how it's going to make its way back. So what do you think about the idea of using Bitcoin or blockchain if you're a new startup? And would you have ever thought of using cryptocurrency to fund your startup? Yeah, so we, I think like most, you know, startups and entrepreneurs, you know, late last year, we're, we're approached by a number of different people, uh, either offering to join their ICO or to underwrite our ICO, um, you know, with the prices of cryptocurrency being where they were. And some of the news that we saw, I mean, why don't we just raise $70 million and and, and do, you know, do what we plan on doing. Like, you know, what's the downside? Well, we turned it down because we we just believed that it was a bubble and it turned out to be right. And you know, prices have fallen a lot. Uh, there's 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 a lot of uh, 
sort of scam going on in in the cryptocurrency world. And even though we wouldn't be scamming people, it's sort of a reputational risk, right? Um, we didn't really think we needed to. Um, now, I, I believe in cryptocurrency in general. I think it's fantastic. I think the blockchain technology is revolutionary. It's going to be so useful in so many ways. But uh, like most new technologies, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's abused often. So yeah. a lot of shady companies use this as a way to really defraud investors and without any recourse. And I don't believe in that. And just because that's happening doesn't mean that I want to kind of take advantage of that. Now, is there any one important lesson that you've taken away throughout the investment and VC funding process or just in your work in, uh, in the finance industry prior to being here as part of Confident Cannabis that you can give to our listeners an important takeaway on VC funding and investment? Yeah, yeah. So um, VCs, when I say VCs, I'm talking about sort of the institutional venture capital funds that, you know, you see funding Facebook and Uber, those kinds of people, not necessarily just raising money as a startup. So VCs, um, a lot of them don't know anything about the industry. You know, a lot of people think that the cannabis industry is just green plants in a jar. Um, and that's about it. Um, so there's there's a really big learning curve that you have to help them understand. And we found it to be really helpful to just draw a map of how things work or, you know, send them a, a bunch of industry research in advance of the meeting. Um, and, you know, really ask them, at, you know, first question is like, are you able to invest in this industry? Because there are a lot of people. A lot of these funds have uh, agreements with their investors that they can't touch cannabis, and, but they don't want to tell you that because they want to learn from you and then they'll waste a bunch of time. So uh, if you're, if you're going to raise from VCs, ask them if they fund the industry. If they have done it, great. If they haven't, then make sure that they can so you don't waste too much time. But uh, the other thing I would say is um, there's a really big difference from their perspective if you're plant touching versus not. So if you're ancillary, it's much easier for them uh, from, because of the legal uh benefits than than if you're plant touching um so i would say you know save your time if you're plant touching going to those vcs there are lots of family offices and high net worth individuals and angels who would love to fund you but not not the funds not the vcs very well said we're here again with steve alberin the ceo and co-founder of confident cannabis when we come back i want to talk to you about a report that a report to actually use the phrase cannabis is sexy. I'm going to just leave that right there and let you mull over it while we go to commercial. We'll come back after a word from our sponsors here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. 
DrainWise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including health care, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th to the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with our final questions for Steve Albrand, the CEO and, co- and co-founder of Confident Cannabis, here on Blunt Business, presented by Streamwise Consulting. So, Steve, Digiday recently reported, uh, Digiday.com, they recently reported about how, quote, cannabis is sexy, end quote. And there are a lot of mainstream marketers that are ditching traditional companies to transition into the cannabis industry. And it's obviously, we've been hearing a lot about it. We heard, you know, the the rumblings of Coke and Pepsi looking to work with the cannabis industry. We know that when it comes to, you know, the people coming into the industry, former executives from brand names like Nike, Williams-Sonoma, Bed Bath & Beyond, DHEO Beer Company, across brands that, that run brands like Smirnoff Ice, Guinness, and Johnny Walker, they're all making their way into the cannabis industry. What do you think has happened to the makeup of the industry environment that has compelled marketer, marketers like those to come from the mainstream and to jump on board same way you have? Yeah, so I think there's a, there's a, there's a difference between uh, the people from those industries, you know, kind of starting companies or joining companies as employees in this industry. That makes a ton of sense. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, transferable skills. They see opportunities. They want to start a career in, in an industry they love. Uh, that, that makes sense. Right. So I, I, am one of those people. Right. Um, but, uh, I think a a slightly different thing is the the corporations with their names on it. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, these beer companies coming into the industry, um, that, that's a pretty big move, right? That's important that, that is happening in some ways. It's good. In some ways it's bad. It's, it's good in the sense that it's, it's starting to normalize and become mainstream when, you know, they, they can kind of show the federal government that it's okay and it's going to happen and uh, just makes it harder for the federal government to do anything about it. Right. Um, but on the other hand, it's, 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 it's dangerous for a lot of the, uh, the, the companies in business now. Right. So, you know, if you're, if you're a, uh, you know, a cannabis beverage brand um, and you hear about Coca-Cola and, you know, beer companies coming in, well, you have really big, deep pocketed, you know, competition coming. Uh, and that's a little scary. Um, now it could be a great opportunity. They might want to acquire your company, and you know that's a great outcome, maybe. Um, but uh, it also means that you have to kind of sharpen your pencil and get ready to compete with the big guys pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it on this podcast and through some other reporting that I've done for Cannabis Radio about the corporatization that will eventually happen. I would think in the next three to five years, it's coming in. You can see that, and it's important that you know this. Uh, basically the sunset period, I would say, if you will, of making your way in and getting yourself grounded and putting a footprint into the industry so that you're locked in somewhere. And if you're someone with reputation, if you can make your way in now, it is obviously the time to get in before 
things normalize, and then the government obviously will create adult use legalization across the board, federalize it, and then, you know, regulated, marketed, and then what will change? It'll just be another industry, another big money industry, but we want to get in while the iron's hot. Now, you mentioned on the recent podcast that was not on cannabis radio, so I don't want to mention the name, but God bless them. Uh, you were talking about a new stage of your system, your CMS system, that would uh, benefit wholesalers. You were talking about in the state of Oregon. So I know you mentioned that. I want to go and bring that back up and tell me what that's all about. Sure, yeah. So when we started the company, the, the, the mission, the vision of the company was to help simplify wholesale testing and trade. Uh, and that's always sort of been the plan because that was the biggest problem that we could find. When we talked to people, they always said just trading business to business was too hard for lots of reasons. And uh, the way we, the way we thought to, to, to be successful at doing that was to have this lab data, like I mentioned earlier. So really what we've done since inception for the most part, this is how people know us is lab testing software. But, uh, the whole, the whole point was to get to where we are today in Oregon with this wholesale platform. So yeah, whole, uh, lab testing connects to wholesale. Uh, you test with labs, you get your results that connects and creates inventory records in wholesale. Uh, you know, all of the uh, licensed buyers in the state can uh, discover all the inventory that's being tested. And so because we work with, you know, the majority of labs in most states, most of the supply in that state is available. And there's really nothing like that um, on the market. There are you know, classified ads which have no compliance or security. There are kind of, um, you know, CRM sales management uh, software, but, but it doesn't kind of aggregate the demand in one place or the, sorry, aggregate the supply in one place. Uh, it doesn't have test results associated with it, but with Confident Cannabis, you can go in and say, show me all of the, you know, flour within 20 miles of me under $1,500 a pound with over 20% THC and it was tested for pesticides, for example. That filter, you know, will give you, you know, hundreds of results, which then you can click to buy. So think of it like autotrader.com plus Carfax plus Kelly Blue Book. Steve, when you're talking to clients that are using cannabis, uh, Confident Cannabis as CMS technology, Talk to me about the confidence, I mean, pun intended, among the, the, those that are using your technology. What kind of uh, confidence are you getting from those clients about the future in the industry in general and, you know, working with you? Where, how's, what's their outlook, their forecast? Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it varies quite a bit. Uh, obviously, everybody's struggling, right? You know, just yeah. building an industry from the ground up is hard. Uh, some states, you know, have have – Fast falling prices. That's obviously very hard on, on the on the growers in particular. Um, other states uh, are just kind of getting up and running, and so they're 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 struggling with licensing and uh, getting you know distribution, right? Um, so you know there, there are different challenges across the board. Everybody um, is generally pretty optimistic about where it's going, right? I mean, whether or not their business is performing to to their expectations or not, people tend to be very happy with their jobs. They, they're very happy with uh, you know, the fact that cannabis is becoming normalized and they can actually pursue a career in the industry that they, that they love. Um, I, I, I would say optimism plus exhaustion is the way I would char- characterize it. Right. Agreed. <laughs> uh, now, finally, you know, please tell listeners how they can learn more about Confident Cannabis and learn more about your management system. I know there's a lot to look at on the website. Kind of navigate us on where people should go look first. Yeah. So if, uh, if you're a cannabis uh, business, we, we call them operators. Uh, if you're an operator, you know, cultivator, manufacturer, wholesaler, or, or retailer, um, 
go to Confident Cannabis and uh, click on four operators. Uh, if you're a retailer, uh, look at the wholesale side. It'll tell you all about how to buy things and, and how that works. If you're a, a, a vendor, you can look at the lab testing and wholesale side. You'll see how uh, you can test your inventory and then list it online for sale. Um, and that's pretty much the best way to do that. Uh, we have a couple of other exciting things coming out, but uh, I'd rather keep that in my back pocket for now. But uh, keep it you'll, on the you'll hush. see some, some more <laughs> announcements coming soon. Absolutely. So, again, for people looking for Confident Cannabis and everything that Steve just mentioned right there, you go to www.confidentcannabis.com. Confidentcannabis.com. So, uh, Steve, thank you so much for joining us here on Bump Business presented by Streamwise Consulting. And if any of you are looking to get your foot in the door of the cannabis industry, as well as entrepreneurs that are looking to start their own marijuana business, Check out Strainwise Consulting by going to www.strainwiseconsulting.com. Again, strainwiseconsulting.com. Thank you all for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.